his first day in the classroom with the teacher, the teacher told him to take his hat off because he had a beanie on because it's cold. And um, my child, who still asks why, said, why? (laughs) And the response that the teacher gave was, take off your hat or go see the principal. And I was like, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, Basically, I told him, or like, you're at a point where you're going to run into teachers that are not okay with with the answer, with the question why. And you're only going to find out that they're not okay with it when you ask why. And that sucks, but don't stop asking why. What's up, you beautiful beasts? I'm Katie. I'm on a mission to help humans become the best possible versions of themselves and to strive for overall health, mental health, emotional health, physical health, all of the healths, without ever having to step on a scale. I have had the privilege to talk to all kinds of different humans who've been through a plethora of experiences just being a human and existing. I believe that every single time somebody shares their story, at least one person listening will learn from it, be inspired by it, and maybe, just maybe, even change the entire direction of their life. These are the stories of humans unveiling their beautiful beast. Keep listening. This is the Unveiling the Beast podcast. What up, beasts? Welcome back to the show. Today's episode, I'm hanging out with Alicia Lyons. She is a mom support coach, and she helps give tools and tips and tricks on how to raise enlightened children. Today's conversation started talking about AI and AI assistance and Terminator 2 and Skynet, and then somehow morphed into the topic of kids getting shut down for asking the question why. Um, this episode is also filled with a lot more juicy stuff. So stick around. And as always, I hope something lands with you today. I hope something you hear tugs on your heartstrings and or I hope you laugh. So... I'm How back on my first podcast. I know. This is really cool. My first cool. podcast ever. I was going to listen to our last one. Yeah. And decided not to. <laughs> I don't know you why. Didn't, you didn't want to give it, get it one more view, one more listen. <laughs> well, the idea was to, to listen to it and then bring up, in our last conversation, we talked about this, but then I was like, mm, that sounds too planned for, for this podcast. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah. You and I are like cut from the same cloth when it comes to comes to stuff. Like I don't even want to re-listen to podcasts um, to write a description. Oh, really? Yeah. So thank God for, for AI. I upload it to YouTube. Uh-huh. I take the transcript. I plug it into AI and I say, write a podcast episode description. And it does that. And Whoa. my life is so much less complicated now because AI is doing a lot of stuff for me. Dang. Like, uh, oh, 
we're going to have a conversation after the show about how <laughs> to promote your podcast using AI because I found something that will, I found a program that will cut up clips of it for you. It'll mm-hmm. find 20 to 30 viral libel. Viral, viral, wait, but, hold on. I can't even say it. Viral. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I made that word up. Viral. Um, yeah, viral clips mm-hmm. or clips that have potential for to go viral. And like literally 20 to 30 of them per episode. And then I found another program that will share them on all the platforms and all you have to do is upload it to one of them. Dang. Okay, I'm definitely interested because I don't really promote my podcast and I have at least 50 episodes now. Yeah. Let me see. Your um your episode 17 for season 2 and you were the last episode of the first season which was 27. So 27 plus 17. I think that's over 50. <laughs> I I'm sorry, it's close to 50. <laughs> if it's not a 50, it's close to 50. Yeah. Um, but I don't ever. I mean, I promote it on like Instagram. I do like, here's a sneak peek, blah, 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 blah. But I haven't actually promoted it. And I told my husband that I want to start promoting it because then people will go back and listen to the old episodes, too. So I have clips sharing on tiktok instagram facebook and youtube nice yeah it's really like it's frida it's i'm expecting really big things and expectations are you know what lead to disappointment when they're unmet or unmet expectations yeah are what yeah are um lead to disappointment but um I mean, I also heard that the 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 platforms are prioritizing AI produced content. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like the movie Terminator Two. Right. Specifically Terminator Two. <laughs> I know as soon as I like <laughs> As soon as I used AI to enhance something that I wrote, I was like, oh, damn. Welcome to Skynet. Like, <laughs> this, this is the beginning of it. Like, yeah, it's, it's already begun. Like, I used to say, you know, call it stupid because it would spit out something really stupid. Mm-hmm. And I told larry that i was calling it stupid and he's like i'm always really nice to ai because when there are overlords they'll remember and i was yeah. like oh. yeah and then i stopped being mean to them because i legit believe that's happening <laughs> <laughs> i think that's part of my hesitation of why i haven't used it yet because it pops up in my feed all the time um Specifically, the ones that um, create headshots for you, I don't think I'll ever use that because I think that's a little too fake for me. Um, but just like the the AI assistants, I've he- I've been tempted but hesitated also, and I think it's because of 
specifically Terminator 2. <laughs> well, and what I really don't like about it is that it's taking jobs. Mm. And it's it's literally taking the types of jobs that people are passionate about. Writing. Yeah. Social media creators, content creators, right like artists. Mm-hmm. There's there's music AI. So what's left? Yeah. What's left for humans to be creative with? So and, then my next oh sorry, I didn't remember. Yeah, it. no, I, I just and like and that makes me sad. Yeah. What were you gonna say? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say my next question would be it is AI cheaper than hiring somebody? One hundred percent. And then therefore, could it be useful for somebody who's just starting out and can't necessarily afford the person? Because me, I would much rather hire somebody to help me out, you know, over yeah. AI. But I'm not, I don't want to say I'm not big enough yet because I don't want to speak like I'm going to be famous or anything, but I'm not um, well known enough yet to be making the kind of income to hire an assistant. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've been, I've been using a content creator human for maybe a year Hmm. and she helps me with my social media and um, she gives me a significant discount and it's still a lot more money than, than a year subscription for content creators Mm. and um like she charges more monthly than what i could pay for a whole year for a whole year Mm. um and she has two kids and she has an inability to work outside the home and like and it'll save me money at this point, but it won't save me time. Mm. And that is a consideration that I have. And so what I, the way that I think about it with her specifically is that I'm doing something good for her and her family. And so I'm going to continue to support her and her family. Yeah. Um, but I was doing the social media clips for the videos of the podcast. I was writing, well, she was writing the podcast descriptions for me, but, um, that was like a bonus that she was doing. Like, I was like, listen to the podcast and then you can have content ideas. And she has content ideas on her own, but I was like, write some social media around, you know, what the podcast is about. So we're like all on the same topic. Right. So now what I want, what I'm going to have her do instead, I'll have AI create the podcast um, description and I will um, have her like 
she and my partner, Melanie, and I will um, come up with themes and then she can do social media around the themes that we're doing. And so, you know, my podcasts were, are not themed necessarily. Like she and I do a podcast together um, and those have been themed, but then I've been recording with guests in advance mm-hmm. and I've scheduled out, you know, three months, three months ahead. And, um, and it's, the topic is based on who the interviewee is. Yeah. So, you know, there was, there was one, there was one month that I think I, I interviewed like three health fitness type people in a row. Was I one of them? Um, <laughs> I think that you were, but it was like, I had already had three and, oh, then, you got were, it. Like, and then you were later, you know? And um, so I had, I was like, well, this isn't a health and wellness podcast. Like right. I'm totally down to talk about it. Uh, but we're going to spread these out. So I've had, I've spread them out. So they're like one a month. <laughs> Cause I'm not trying to beat moms over the head with get healthy. Yeah. Um, even though that's, you know, that's being healthy is, is something that I'm, that I think is important and, um, and it helps be a better mom because you're, you have more energy to do mm-hmm. the stuff that you want to do with your kid and or kids, um, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. But it has to be something that's, that is a pull on your heart, not beaten over the head by listening to four of my podcasts. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> um, just some context for the listener since we started already, by the way. Um, some context, Alicia, um, the first podcast she was ever on was mine. And then the first podcast I was ever on was hers. And that hasn't come out yet. And I've actually been like contemplating like scrapping it and then doing another one with you. And then I'm like, nah. I mean, just because I've grown so much since you interviewed me last time. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see the actual growth by watching it, if that makes sense. Well, and uh, you and I have fabulous conversations. So if you want to re-record it, I I don't mind. I don't, I, I don't remember like having the thought like, oh my gosh, Katie, this was the worst <laughs> podcast ever. So like... If I had that thought, I might have been like, let's try rescheduling or let's try doing it again. But yeah, yeah, that's um, totally a me thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought about like when I have people that are worried about what they sounded like and all that and how I deal with them. I was like, nah, you know, like just let it be. I mean, I'd I'd be happy to do it again for a second episode. (laughs) The follow up for the first. Yeah. Yeah. Would you listen to that? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd listen to both. <laughs> Since we just spent like 10 minutes talking about how we don't re-listen. To oh, podcasts. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because back um, when I was 
first doing podcasts, I would edit the podcast, listen to the whole thing again to make sure I edited it, edited it correctly. Then I would like, you know, download it, upload it to all the places. And then when it posted the next day, I'd listen to it again to make sure it uploaded correctly. And then finally, I'm just like, this is stupid. That's a lot of time because my episodes are 45 minutes to an hour. Um, Sean's used to be the longest, but not anymore. <laughs> Who's the longest? Um, my friend, uh, my friend Glenn. Um, he's a chef and has his own meal prep business. I told you about him yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we met in person yesterday for the first time in five years. Insert picture here. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you said yeah. five years, I was like, wait, is that right? Yeah, we met in 2018 in person. Mm-hmm. And we were in the room together for max two hours and then I had to leave because every single person that could watch my son got hurt. Got hurt? (laughs) In one day. Oh yeah. (laughs) I never asked you about that. Yeah. Because I knew, uh, I knew you had to leave early because of an emergency And then both of us took the event on Zoom the next day because I got food poisoning from wherever I ate with Michelle. (laughs) And um, so I was like, you know, watching and vomiting at the same time. But that, yeah, we're not talking about me. We're talking about you. I never asked you, like, what happened. And I don't know why, like, I felt hesitant to ask you, like, it's none of my beeswax, you know. Well, thank you for the imagery of what you were doing the next day, but um, (laughs) and honestly, I've had food poisoning once in my life and I was three months postpartum. Oh boy. That was fun. Um, But yeah, so my, my roommate um, went to the hospital for um, something like she had like a weird growth on her breast that was like I don't even I I don't even know how to describe it I didn't see it um but it it was a weird growth that was very painful and so um she had to go to the hospital and then um my then boyfriend now fiance he lifted something he wasn't supposed to and like ripped a muscle in his back and um and so I had to go home to to watch my son and I'm you know I'm sure that I could have called my mom or you know my stepmom or some I'm sure there when I said the only people like every person the (laughs) two people that I was you know thinking could watch him um, were hurt and, uh, unavailable. So, and what was really funny, I don't know if you remember that I had a ice chest full of breast milk (laughs) with me. I had to drive like an hour South first before going then four or five hours North to get back home because I was going to drop off 
the breast milk for the baby that I had just had for someone else. And um, yeah, the things we do for. (laughs) Yeah. There's like a couple things I want to dig into that you just said. Um, And I already forgot the first. Um, Oh, I was going to say like, you said everybody was hurt and blah, blah, blah. But when we're moms, especially when we have smaller ones, because he was, what, six back then? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. He was five at some point. <laughs> so, so backstory behind that. Someone <laughs> asked me how old Katie's son is, and I, and I couldn't, I, like, time has no meaning to me anymore. <laughs> and so when at some point you told me your son was five (laughs) I don't know how long ago that was oh it might have been on your your podcast because he was still five but he just turned six yeah but time has no meaning so like I had no idea how long ago that was so at some point he was five my son was so if he's 11 now and that was five years ago he was six Mm -hmm. so yeah, he was six. Continue with your point. <laughs> yeah, my point was just that, like, especially when they're young, and I experience this all the time, if you have something set up and it the plans don't go as planned, everything is wrong. Like, like even yesterday, um, we had plans to go TP somebody's office, and <laughs> we didn't get to do that because... My mom usually picks up Desmond on Wednesdays. She has COVID. My stepdad has COVID. And so I had to go drive back and pick him up. And, you know, my whole day. (laughs) Ruined. Gosh, mom. Why'd you have to test positive? Just kidding. Love you. (laughs) And this was before I'd had my guilt release so if you listened to the first podcast i was on i had this huge shift and released a lot of guilt for you know my my story was that i let someone hurt my son and so i i didn't have the thought process of oh i can call my mom and see if she's available or i can call so and so and see if she's available or I could call a babysitter to see if they can come because I wasn't trusting people mm. at that point. Yeah. Like I always trusted my mom, but you know, it just, there was, there was a lot more internal resistance to mm-hmm. just finding another solution. There were two people I trusted yeah. for the most part. So was it kind of like, I need to go right now and rescue my son? Yeah. 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 And I, you know, and my, my fiance being hurt too. And my best friend, like my roommate was my best friend. And so there was, so it wasn't just, I need somebody to watch my son. It was like, you know, I need to be emotional support for the other two people that I love. Right. Yeah. So, but I wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't aware of until you mentioned that it was 2018. I was like, oh yeah, 
that's also what was going on because I didn't have, I didn't release that guilt until 2019. Got it. And I was going to ask, because I never asked you what happened, I didn't know if that's the event when you acquired that guilt of I let somebody hurt my son. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's okay to ask questions. (laughs) Yeah, and and honestly, like the asking questions thing, it at some point... One, one of the things that, you know, since you're listening, since you've interviewed Sean, Sean is, you know, someone that has taught us both. And he yeah. came to an event um, in my town and he said something along the lines of the best coaches ask the best questions or the be- no, he said the best coaches are three-year-olds because they never stop asking why. Yeah. And. I was like, my six-year-old still does that. And he said, good. That means you haven't shut him down yet. Mm. And that mm, that you just made, mm. like I feel that in my body. Mm-hmm. Like at some point we get shut down. And I'm going to tell a story because I like telling Please. stories. My, this is a podcast of stories. Right? <laughs> um, and I'm a storyteller. Uh, my son is 11 now and last year uh he joined something called the science olympiads which is apparently is an organization that i'd never heard of until he joined it and he loves science so he just joined he didn't know what it was but he joined because he wanted to learn more about science Mm -hmm. and it's literally the the first extracurricular activity that he volunteered for Um, And I was excited about it. And then his first day in the classroom with the teacher, the teacher told him to take his hat off because he had a beanie on because it's cold. And um, my child, who still asks why, said, why? (laughs) And the response that the teacher gave was, take off your hat or go see the principal. And I was like, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Um, that was not, or that was their first incident and it was not their last. Um, we had lots of opportunities for growth with that teacher. Um, and basically I told him, you are going to get to a point or like you're at a point where you're going to run into teachers that are not okay with with the answer with the question why and you're only going to find out that they're not okay with it when you ask why and that sucks but don't stop asking why do it appropriately yeah you know like if once you learn that this is a teacher that you can't ask why you know then you can tiptoe and say um, I know you'd like me to do this. Uh, I am. I would like to know why. Can I ask that? Or, you know, something... Because I. it's my assessment that it's a certain generation that doesn't yeah. like to hear why. And, um, you know, and we're not going to change that generation. And we can... Also, we don't have to change ourselves because of that generation. We can... 
walk softly and carry a large stick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to quote you on that. Walk softly. Just kidding. Um, Like, if you quote the president that said that, I'd... It was one of the uh, <laughs> the World Wars presidents. I don't remember which one. I just it was a Roosevelt. <laughs> Maybe I don't I think know. It was Roosevelt. There's my history knowledge for you. There you go. Um, I have a similar story to where the why isn't necessarily shut down, but the why wasn't answered. So Desmond's last picture day last year. Um. He's very much like me. He's very photogenic. Um, he smiles a lot. And so the the guy taking his picture said, okay, smile. And he went like this. <laughs> and so I'm going to rewind a little bit. So he had his picture day. Almost a week later, he says, mommy, I was really sad on Friday. And I was like, why? What happened? And he said, the the guy that took my picture wouldn't let me smile how I wanted to. And I said, well, how did you want to smile? And he said, like this. And so I was like, but that's how you smile. That's you. And so on the inside, I'm like, I'm getting all pissed off. And And so he said that he asked him why. And he said, because you need to keep your eyes open. Well, why do I need to keep my eyes open? Because you need to keep your eyes open. <laughs> so he answered his question with, same answer what was in the question (laughs) like so his question wasn't answered but um defining a word using the word that you're trying to define yeah so this year I told him I said if during picture day if they tell you you can't smile like that you tell them my mommy said I can smile however I want so Yeah, and then we ended up doing a photo shoot where we were both smiling like that in the pictures. But he was, like, sad. He was shut down for being himself. And I was pissed. It it happened so easy. Like, you know, that's why we're working with a school in Southern California. We've been hired to to not only help with the parents, but also help with the teachers. Mm -hmm. And... um, and there's there's work that we all need to do. We all have trauma. And I just heard of a quote and I don't remember who it who it is. I think it's unknown actually. But the quote was that um our job as parents is to something along the lines of raise the next generation while forgiving the the last. Mm. Yeah. Like when Melanie and I read that, we were just, we made that sound. It was like, oh, it's so true. Like we have to heal what our parents did unconsciously. I don't think our parents ever hurt us intentionally, you know, unless they're sociopaths or something. So like, I don't think that the intention is ever to hurt our children. Um, And we get hurt. And it's part of the human experience, but our job is to heal what, what has hurt us while we're guiding the next generation. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about, um, 
what you just said about your your workshops in Southern California, which yeah, I hope so, to be attending. <laughs> so we are doing parent workshops um, in uh, at a school um, called St. Martin of Tours um, in Brentwood, California. And um, it's open to the public. It's open to all parents. So if you are a parent in the area listening, um, you are welcome uh, to, how will they find out about those? Because I don't know that they're on the company, at, on the school's website or... Um, we'll, we'll we, link can, a, we can find we'll out in the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. The, so little bit of backstory. Um, I've been a coach for, uh, six years and, um, around three years ago, I started working with moms, um, to release their guilt. And I, what I recognized was that a lot of the guilt that moms are having or a lot of the struggles that moms are having is because they don't have tools um parenting tools in their toolbox Mm. and when I met Melanie in our coaching program and she's been a parent educator for 20 years she was been teaching the tools for for the last 20 years and so we started taking the workshops that she's been doing over the last 20 years and adding some of what we've learned about um, in the coaching world Mm -hmm. and how, and how it, like all of it, we're just blending the two. We're marrying the two and we're creating a, a a baby. Um, And is it time to push? It's just about, I mean, we've been pushing. I've been pushing. I feel it. (laughs) um and so some of our our so we're still in the process of blending and so like our our website is raising enlightened children but you won't see me on it yet so um I like I feel like a giddy schoolgirl right now because I found someone who's gonna do our website for for me so that I don't have to do it and um she created a uh she's doing all the the imagery of mm. our stuff now and um like i am not a digital artist that's not like i can take canva image images and make them look okay uh that's the extent of my skill um i can copy and paste stuff into a template of a website. That's the extent of my skill. And so she actually went to school for this stuff and she's not charging me an arm and a leg. So um, I like, we went to college together and we were just talking and she was on my website to register for our guiltless parenting webinar. And um, she's like, girl, your website. (laughs) And I'm like, I know. Anyway, so back to the workshops. Um, we yesterday we did a workshop called "Calm the Chaos" for um, parents and from taming toddler tantrums to teen toods. My absolute favorite, love it ever title. Um, and then our next webinar is "Guiltless Parenting," which is on October third, uh, I believe at six thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um... I will confirm that before I attend. Guiltless parenting. Guilt 
less parenting. And it's yeah. it's online. So that one's in person. We will be doing another on. We will be doing another online um, uh, workshop because um, there were a lot of people that were interested that couldn't go. Yeah. Um, oh, so we're, okay. We just don't have it scheduled yet. But as soon as it's on the on the calendar, um, I'll let October you know. October third, six thirty ish. Yeah. Okay. I'll confirm the that. Ish, I hope we'll let you know. So <laughs> backstory behind that. I told her that the last uh workshop was at 9 30. I I am I'm pretty sure you said I said that I think I believe. I believe. I believe it's at nine. <laughs> so I was wrong. It was at nine. So she was 45 minutes late. But what did mm-hmm. you think of the last 45 minutes? Honestly, I took a really good page of notes. So I saw you I'm, writing. So I was, yeah. was, was I'm a big note taker. Yeah. yeah. So and I was like, ooh, what is blue zone and green zone and red zone? And I kind of tried to figure it out in my head. Um, you want me to tell you? I mean, it's relevant. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, basically, you know, we we evolved from cavemen. So mm-hmm. <laughs> now, disclaimer, I'm not a neuroscientist. So I'm just repeating what I know, what I've heard independently and from Melanie about how the brain works. But if you hold your hand up and you put your thumb, you fold your thumb in, um, the, your thumb is the amygdala and that is the, um, that's the monkey brain, right? So that's the, this is what's active. Your son, like imagine your son is walking into the street and there's a car coming. Mm-hmm. How are you reacting? Are so you saying, I reacting? Oh. yeah, how are you reacting? I would probably yell his name, honestly. Yeah. yeah, you would yell, right? Yeah, I'd probably and yell. Typically, as a parent, you're not you're trying to not yell, right? Like you're trying to be, but you're not gonna say, "Oh, honey, can you please get out of the street? There's a car coming." Right? That's how you're not gonna be, right? <laughs> okay, so that's that's what's active. So if you fold your fingers now over your thumb, this is um, the frontal lobe of your brain. Okay. Okay. So this, the frontal lobe, um, doesn't fully develop in women until you're 24 and it doesn't fully develop in men until they're 28. So that's good and bad news, but it explains a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So until our, our, um, that part is, um, fully formed, we as parents are the external brain. So it's our job to guide them. And when, <clears throat> when something happens, like your child is running into the street and there's a car coming, mm-hmm. your, what did I say it was? The prefrontal cortex, your prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex is offline. And it goes like this, your fingers fly up. And a lot of people say, I flipped my lid. That's what's going on. Okay. okay. So- the, the amygdala is the fight, flight, freeze, faint, and apparently there's a new one, fawn, and I don't know what it meant because I thought fawn and faint were the same, and apparently they're not. Okay. Um, and it could just be TikTok that has added fawn. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> uh, I like I said, I'm not a neuroscientist. Anyway, so the red zone is fight or flight. 
the blue zone is faint and freeze. The green zone is where we want to stay as parents. This is where our our thoughts are rational, where we can think logically. This is where we learn. When we're in fight or flight or freeze, when we've flipped our lids, we're not capable of learning. So what usually happens when, let's say our kid is on the floor throwing a fit, you know, we'll... Some examples that I did when my son was throwing a fit, like mm-hmm. I would pay, I would lift him up and I would spank him and I'd put him in his, in his stroller. And I, I would just, I, my lid was flipped, mm-hmm. you know, this is how I was responding while my lid was flipped. But, um, and, and I'm like, like, I can't, I can feel it in my body. Like I can't even, I can't even describe how I was feeling because my lid was flipped. Well, he didn't learn. I didn't teach him anything in that moment except to hit. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I taught him that I wasn't listening to his needs. I taught him that uh, mom gets mad at him when he, and he doesn't understand why, like those are the things that he learned, but when when they're in the red or blue zone they're not listening they're not learning they're not they all they know is that there's something that they want that they're not getting or something they don't want is happening mm-hmm. right so what we need to do before like all misbehavior i'm using air quotes on misbehavior mm-hmm. all misbehavior is is opportunities to teach to teach our children something mm-hmm. like it's it's gaps in their knowledge right so xander didn't know at 18 months that it's inappropriate to throw yourself on the ground and have a hissy fit because we're leaving the park didn't right know that right so what i could have done had i had the tools is i could have gotten down into his level below his eye level I could have empathized with his feelings um I could have you know opened my arms and allowed him to come and give me a hug and calm down Mm -hmm. and then when he was calm I could have said do you want more time at the park or I could say, I know you're upset that we don't have to go home, but we'll come back later. Okay. Can you get into the stroller? So me staying in the green zone as a parent will help them get back into the green zone and stop the behavior that we, like I was embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah at the park because I'm like none of the other kids are freaking out that they have to leave you know and now (laughs) I look like a bad I'm looking like a bad mom because I because I know that the way that I'm reacting is bad too and I but I don't know any other way to react so did that help it did help and it, it brought up like I can probably count on one hand how many times I've spanked Desmond and it hasn't 
it's been like three years, I think, because I know it doesn't it doesn't do any good. It's just a reaction that I have to try to silence his tantrum and snap him out of it. And that doesn't work. So I just remember, I think this was the last time he was throwing a tantrum. We were about to drive 90 miles and I put him in his seat and he's still throwing a tantrum and tantrum and I smacked him in the leg. And instant guilt, instant guilt. And I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Just the whole trip to our destination, I was like in the passenger seat like this, just feeling like a piece of shit because I smacked him in the leg. He was probably um two. <laughs> so like I knew better. I knew that he doesn't understand that that's not okay. So my reaction of just trying to get him to snap out of it and me hurting him made me feel the instant guilt. And my head went straight to, I'm a horrible mother. Look at, I'm crying just thinking about it. Um, But yeah, I still, I still, whoa, I still, this is a sock. I still <laughs> deal with mom guilt, um, but I am getting better at it. Um, Because I, I teach others in other topics. Hold on. I'm good. Um, I teach others in other topics of life to give themselves grace. And so I have to do that for myself too. And not that this makes it better, but I can't count how many times I spanked Sander in the first three years of his life. More so in like, there was a six month period, maybe less, but I was... I was in the pit of despair <laughs> and yeah. I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. And then he was reacting. He was, I know he was picking up on my emotions and it was like, I didn't know how to make him stop. I'm like, I can barely handle my emotions. You need to calm down, child. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just, and I have so much compassion for, for that Alicia, for what she was going through. And like, this is where I could cry. Like the choices that she made led her to where I'm at. And so you know, we can take those moments that we messed up and give ourselves compassion mm -hmm. and understand like we were trying to fill a need at the time. And when we take the time to reflect like, okay, well, what, what was the need I was trying to fill? And is there like, like, can you answer that question? Like, what was the need you were trying to fill? Um, it was, I hate saying this out loud because it sounds so selfish, but it, his tantrum was giving me anxiety and I needed it to stop. And so my instinct was to smack him in the leg thinking that'll snap him out of it and he'll stop right away. But no, he's going to cry now because his leg hurts. And how many times 
did you experience that as a child? Getting spanked? I only remember getting spanked um, when my parents were still married and it was my dad that did the spanking and it was always on the butt and it hurt. One time I got smacked in the face by my mom, but I kind of deserved it because I was being an asshole <laughs> and I was older. Um, yeah. But other than that, like I, I remember my spankings being from my dad. Yeah. And when we're in the, which zone were you in, red or blue, when you were feeling anxiety? Um, Probably red. I'd say red. That's fight. But what, red was... um, Fight or flight. Fight or flight. When we're in the red or the blue zone, we respond in the ways that we were programmed and so you grew up with spanking Mm -hmm. and that was how you were programmed and you didn't have access to his butt or you probably would have hit his butt so he was sitting in the chair right yeah he was in his car seat he didn't want to leave he wanted to stay home yeah I know that all of us in one way or another are going to fuck up our kids. And, you know, like they say, we can just offer to pay for their therapy. <laughs> um, but I, I do believe in giving ourselves grace. And like you said, like feeling for the person we were when those things took place. And then just actively in the present and moving forward, doing what we can to use the new tools that we have. Um, And then hopefully we won't continue to fuck them up, (laughs) you know. And Um, the the reality is that none of us get through life unscathed. mm -hmm. And what I believe is that everything that we go through is something that we need to go through for to fulfill our purpose on this planet yeah and you i mean if you literally if you can count on one hand the number of times that you've spanked him i mean you're doing pretty good and it's been years and if you want some coaching on it we can (laughs) end the podcast and i can coach you on it i'd love to (laughs) um Another thing that you guys brought up yesterday that um, that kind of made me, I guess, proud is the word, is you mentioned timeouts don't work. And one of the things that I've not necessarily stressed about, but I don't ever put him on timeout. And so then not putting him on timeout, I judge myself and be like, am I being a non-disciplined mother because I don't put him on timeout. So that kind of made me feel good when, when that was brought up yesterday. Cause I don't think timeout time times outs timeouts. <laughs> yeah. I don't personally think they work, but you know, all children are different. You don't. It really tells kids that um, your feelings your emotions what you're going through right now is 
not okay. So you're so not okay. We're going to put you in a whole nother room. So mm-hmm. we don't have to look at you or deal with you at all. Like the, and then we think that they're going to, we tell them, you know, go to your room and think about what you did. Did you get put in timeout? I don't remember, good? honestly. I I don't either, but um, do you think they're thinking about what they did? No. You know what they are thinking? That they're horrible little people? And mom's really mean. Oh, yeah. I was and just trying. And, and it'll turn into, I'm hor- I'm bad. Yeah, I, like I immediately went that, there. In that moment. Yeah, mom's mean. Yeah. I think I went there because that's that's my history of how I think about myself is if I'm not making these other people happy, it must be something that I'm doing or I must be bad or I must not be enough. Like I've always put the blame on me. So I think that's why I went there with that. Yeah, well, that's... It's not exclusively like mom's mean, but you know, right. mom's mean or I'm bad. It just depends on probably it depends on the age and the child and, um, and the situation, but yeah. uh, they aren't, they are not thinking about like, like even the phrase, think about what you did, like can be activating as an adult. Yeah. Then we don't want to think about what we did. <laughs> Because we want to rebel. Yeah. And where's the healing come from? Yeah. Thinking about what you did. I kind of feel like that's how it was when I was at my job. I mean, like maybe any job where like I always I was always like if I made a mistake, I'm the first one to admit it and I'm the first one to beat myself up for it. But so, like, I would go tell whoever, like, the higher-ups, whatever, I made this mistake, and then they would reel in on me when I'm already doing that to myself. And I felt like it was a, you think about what you did. I'm like, yeah. I am. <laughs> Trust me, I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so. my, 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 the thing I hated the most when I was an employee, and it only happened a couple times, but it was like, we need to talk after lunch really yeah (laughs) why why do you need to do the psychological (laughs) warfare Mm -hmm. because we need to talk is never followed by uh you're getting a raise right (laughs) yeah so um do you want to promote your uh, your five week course? Yeah, it's so it's live in um, uh, it's a live five week course. So it's in person. It's not virtual. Um, we, I'm I'm dragging Melanie uh, into the virtual space, kicking and screaming, um, and so we'll be there eventually. But um, right now, it'll be. Um, uh, five weeks of really deep dive into parenting tools. Um, and 
there's uh, we'll put a link in the description because um, it's a, a bitly code because like I said <laughs> brain stuff um, but um, it'll take you to the to the page to kind of go through the details about what you're learning but you know you'll you'll learn um, you know self calming boxes for kids and um, no you don't throw them in there like a timeout. Uh, <laughs> You get in that box and think about get what in the you box did. and calm down. <laughs> um, we'll te- we'll teach staying in the present um, and um, and a lot of other things that are really helpful parenting tools. And you'll get you know real live support. Um, I think that we it's li- the space is limited, so um, you know there's going to be 14 to 16 parents. I think. Um, is what the space can accommodate. And um, I'll tell you, it's something that I wish I had. Yeah. Uh, I had something similar because my son was in a autism program and they would, you know, teach me, but they would teach the things that I needed as they came up. So if I didn't bring it up and I didn't know about it, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, we, if, if you bring a real live, um, problem, you know, we'll, we'll do, um, role play with you so that you can really, you can hear, you know, what, what is a gr- a good way to respond. You can be your child. Hmm how you think they're going to respond to how you've just responded right? Uh, so on. So it's, and it's really helpful to, um, to experience it. Uh, we got, we did a little, little demonstration yesterday in the workshop with, um, with a one great of participant. Yeah. So I'm, um, curious if it'll be the same but at the end of every episode I ask everybody the same question and that is if you had one piece of advice that you could give to the world what would it be the world I say just follow your follow your passion we only get one go around the earth um so make it the best go around that you possibly can. Like you have interests that are unique to you and you have talents that are unique to you. Follow your passion. My advice, stick into it. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Alicia Lyons signing off until next time.